All right, and we are back with another episode. And joining me today, I have Julie Title. How are you? Hey, Cody. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I've got my coffee ready to start the day. I've had about three. It's my usual amount. <laughs> I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, all right, Julie, for starters, uh, for those watching who may not know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you come from. Sure. So I'm a singer songwriter. I am born and raised in Toronto and I've been playing and writing music and in and out of different bands for years. Um, so for the past, I would say four or five years, I've been really focused on folk, on folk music in particular, which is sort of going back to, you know, my original, you know, starting to play guitar when I was in grade eight and doing that singer songwriter thing. Um, so it's been really nice to just get back to that simplicity I think I needed. Um, and also after having different collaborations and different managers over the years, just sort of going back to me and my guitar <laughs> felt really good. Sure. And so the past couple of years, I feel like I've been just like on this journey of exploring the sound and then yeah, so now culminating in my first full length record, which I'm putting out soon, uh, which is like a pretty standard like folk Americana album, which I really wanted to make. So I'm really excited. Very cool. And you being involved with music for years, how did you get started? Was it in your household growing up? Was it just something you fell in love with? Oh, yes. I have a very musical family. My mother sings she was big into classical music and sort of like golden oldies i would say okay. and she was in a classical choir and we always had classical music playing in the kitchen and then my dad was really big into blues and jazz and rock he played trumpet he played harmonica but um both just huge music fans like i remember my dad he always had these big stereos in the basement and you know that Max, that old Maxwell logo of the dude on the armchair getting blasted with sound? Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> so. The old logo on the old cassettes, and that was my dad. He would just sit in the basement and just blast rock and blues and be like, go check this out. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up, it was all around. And then in terms of me, like I just sort of came out singing. It wasn't a choice or anything like that. I just sang, sang, sang you know, almost more than I talked and writing songs, writing poems was as soon as I could write, as soon as I could talk, as soon as I could sing, I was filling journals with songs and singing them and all, all that kind of stuff. I was in all the plays, um, always on stage. So it's been like a very consistent thread through my life. Um, I never actually thought I would pursue it as a career because I was pretty invested in academics. Okay. Um, but I found that actually lent itself to it because I did study one of my degrees is in English. Well, not a degree. I double majored my, my BA. So I studied English literature. I studied poetry. So if anything, I feel like that did contribute to me being a better songwriter. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I got here. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And now you didn't think you're you saying you didn't think you would pursue it. If you didn't become a musician, what do you think you'd be doing? I mean, I would definitely be singing and playing guitar regardless yeah. if I wasn't doing it full time and wasn't able to make a living doing it, which is obviously a challenge. I would probably still be in, I would probably be doing like a master's or a PhD by now. I think. 
<laughs> I think I would have just stayed in the academics and maybe been a teacher or something. Okay. But I don't have time for that. I need to do my music. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I, 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 nope. I'm trying to get out of the full-time job thing and do this stuff full-time. So, hey, I'm with you on that one. Totally, totally. Yeah. Um, okay. So I was reading up on you and you received the Colleen Peterson Songwriting Award. Yes. Um, tell, tell us about it. How did you feel getting that award? Oh, it was so amazing. It was so validating. I think especially because I was writing, recording and releasing all during a pandemic, Toronto being one of the most locked down cities in the world, yeah. having shut down our sh live shows for so, so long. I had been putting this music out almost into the void in isolation, not having that community experience of playing live. And so having that was just really um, meaningful to me because it was almost just like, you know, the music had gotten somewhere and it had been heard and it had been, it had connected. It had connected the, the, the message or the writing had resonated. And so that was just really, really amazing. There, 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 was, a, there was a call back from the void. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, and Folk Music Ontario and Ontario Arts Council are, you know, organizations that I've known about and heard about. It was my first time um, doing the Folk Music Ontario conference. So then to have my first time getting into it and then to get that recognition was just really special during a year that was just really tough for musicians. So, yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Really. Um, you've also had some of your original music featured on hit TV shows. Yes, that was pretty cool. Tell us what shows they are on. And I mean, I find that pretty cool. How'd that, how'd that feel when you got that call? Thank you. Oh, man. Well, it's so interesting. A lot of the things that have happened in my career, just like from meeting people or little things. Um, so the first song, it's an old song I wrote when I was maybe 23. And it got on a show called The Fosters, uh, which is on Netflix. It's on ABC. And it's so funny because I always say that I write bathtub music, like it's good to be pensive in the bathtub. <laughs> and they featured my song in a bathtub scene of someone crying in a bath. I was like, they literally, <laughs> they literally did it. So yeah, it was just this really emotional scene in the Fosters. Um, so that was my old song called The Sea, which I'm going to actually be re-releasing um, an acoustic version of that's, you know, up to date. Um, I want to re-record it like how I am now, kind of. I know that's, I know it might sound, I just want to re-record the song where I'm at now as an artist and see how that feels. Yeah, um, yeah. And then the other song was off of my first folk EP. Well, I guess it was technically my second folk EP because the first one I took offline, the one when I was 23. So yeah. <laughs> technically my first available folk EP from 2019 um, the song Angel was on a show called uh, Burden of Truth on CBC. Right. So that was synced for me by actually a late friend of mine, David Heyman, who was an amazing music supervisor and just an amazing guy and a mentor to me in some ways, um, who was head of uh, Supergroup, which is a big music syncing company here in Canada in, based in Toronto. So I'm so grateful to him for that experience. And yeah, it's just been nice, like working with the right people at the right time sometimes just yields these really 
nice surprises. So it's really cool. It's really cool to see your song on a TV show. <laughs> oh, that, that's cool. And they obviously tell you like when and where your song is going to be placed, right? Exactly. Exactly. They, uh, it, it's a really, it's really exciting. Yeah. They give you the episode and, and when it's coming. And so I was just kind of watching eagerly waiting and yep. yeah, again, it was another pensive scene, you know, a lot going on. It's always emotional. <laughs> oh, too funny. All right. Um, so I know you said your music is kind of folk music and stuff, but how else would you describe your sound if someone's never heard your music before? Mm. Um, you know, it's funny because you're actually reminding me that I'm also starting a grunge band on the side, but that's like totally off. That'll be ready. I'll call you with that next year. Yeah, call me with that one. Yes. But for my stuff, for this record, I think the easiest way, it's not even something I would describe, but people have said it to me. It's very Lilith Fair, very a woman in songs, you know, like, and I actually love that because I grew up with those 90s powerful women songwriters yep. like Corey Amos and Sarah McLaughlin, Amy Mann and Mazzy Starr. There was a lot of confessional poetic women songwriters. I think because they're women in a way like culturally, like, I don't know. I just, so I feel like sometimes people say Lilith Fair is like, uh, but I think they're truly so brilliant and I admire them so much. And so I, I love those comparisons and that's what I am. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a women's songwriter who like writes about my, my emotions. So I fit into that camp. Um, I think I would like to take it further, take it a little more alternative as I go forward. That's what I'm feeling now. I don't feel artistically in as much of a strictly folk place. Um, I want to push that a little bit. Um, if I can like touch in with my, with my obsession with nineties grunge and have like a little flavor of that, that would be nice. That'd be very me. So I'll see, I'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I think nineties uh, women songwriters is kind of the vibe. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> or so people tell me. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And you writing about your emotions. Mm. Uh, is that kind of where you get your inspiration from kind of life experiences and stuff? Yeah, I mean, especially this record, doing it at home in the pandemic, it was such an introspective time where I was much more isolated than I ever have been. I'm such a social person. And before the pandemic, I had a lot of trouble staying home and, and finding I would have to schedule like this is a night you're going to stay home and be quiet and have silence. And then I was faced with so much of it. So I definitely turned inwards. I was processing the breakup. I was processing my mental health struggles as I always have in my music. I always, it's a place where I sort of, um, I explore and in some ways kind of heal trauma. And yeah, I make that a place of kind of parsing out what's going on. Um, it's not even intentional. I'm sort of those, one of those type of writers that just regurgitates, like all the writing I do is almost accidental. Like it just flops out. <laughs> I don't labor over my songs. They just really come out. So it is sort of just a, a whirlpool of whatever <laughs> is going on internally. Yeah, absolutely. Fair I enough. I sound like such a diva. <laughs> <laughs> Express, it's just pure expression, you know. Yeah, that's it. Ew. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when it when it comes to your music, what is the general message you're wanting to send to your fans and why? Hmm. I think the message would be 
that you can heal. I know that sounds so cheesy, maybe. Um, I think healing and hope are things that I try to stick to. I think in the past, my writing would have been like sort of stuck in that darker place, maybe not having much of a message, maybe just a mess of those emotions. But I think the way that I've developed, um, I guess I would encourage others to look inside, heal what needs to be healed. Um, what's that, what's that uh, saying? It's probably, I'm gonna butcher it. So I think it's a Buddhist saying, but like heal the world one person at a time, starting with yourself. You know, I think we, like do, have to do, we do have to do that work and and uh, it's a beautiful thing for ourselves and for everyone around us that benefits from that work. Right. Yeah. All right. There's also some themes of, you know, I'm a very political person. So I think sometimes my visions of, I have idealistic visions of, you know, like social utopias. And I think that factors into my feelings of hope. There's a political hope. There's a social hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a way that all of our pains are impacted by social issues which I talk about in my song sometimes, um, how we're all kind of just trying to make it work in a really difficult society. So yeah, it would be to know that it's not your fault that you're hurt and that you can heal if you're hurt, I guess. Perfect. For this album, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Thanks. Oh, all right, uh, Julie, let's talk about your single, Everything. Yes. Tell us about it, how it all came together. I know you already told me the whole story before we started which was perfect <laughs> I'm, ready. I'm ready yes so everything was i think it may be the first waltz i've written the first like one two three one two three and i really love that there's two of those time signature uh songs on the record i think they do have sort of there's something with when something's in that time signature i don't you can tell i don't know music theory because i'm like is it three is it six i don't know yeah um, but it really like kind of like carries you along. Um, yeah, everything is a breakup song. And as I was saying, it's really funny because I'm now back with the person that I wrote it about because it was written in 2020. And to me, the song is really about addiction and how addictions make it impossible for someone you're with to be there for themselves or be there for you. Um, and so the song was really just exploring the loneliness of that. It wasn't so much about a relationship where one person was a terrible person. It was the fact that they were emotionally incapable of meeting their own needs or mine. And that's what's so sad about it. That's what's so sad because the person may want to be there for you and love you with everything they have, but at the end of the day, they're sick. And if they don't get help, um, there's a limit to what they're, they're able to provide another person emotionally. So yeah, the song was exploring the loneliness of being with someone and trying to help someone who needs help themselves. Um, yeah. So it was really sad, but um, as I mentioned, I'm really proud because this person who I'm now back with is recovered, has been sober for well over a year now, 
And so it's really beautiful that having this full circle moment, having written that sad song, looking at it now, seeing all the healing that's taken place in the past two years and being so grateful that there's like a happy ending and the song's not just sitting there like this wound, you know, like a lot has been healed and forgiven. So, yeah. Awesome. And it this represents a lot. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> it's, uh, it is heavy. It is it's heavy. And, uh, and like I said earlier, I mean, good for him being sober and stuff. That's great. It's, it's thank you so much. I'm really, really proud. I really believe in harm reduction. I really believe in supporting people with addictions. Um, as I mentioned, I'm not shy to admit that I've struggled with my mental health. I've struggled with substance use as well. So um, I'm just really proud of anyone who, you know, finds, finds the support they need to, to move forward. Absolutely. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, okay. So this song's available on all platforms. Sure is. Love it. And do you have a video out for it or do you have, I made a little DIY video. So it's so funny because I worked with my friend who's an amazing photographer and videographer for my last single four horsemen. And we were all booked up to shoot again. And then we went into Omicron lockdown. Of course. And we had to cancel and so I was locked in the house for a month preparing to move. I'm now at my sister's because I'm about to move out West. So I just shot a DIY little video at home, honestly. So <laughs> there's, there's a bit of a video, but, um, but uh, yeah, I would love to work with, um, her name's Natasha Wiseman. So I would love to work with her for, for videos in the future. She's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Come join us on the West. Or, you know, I'm coming. And I'm so yeah. I'd love to get, I've never been to Alberta. I'm dying to see Lake Louise. Oh yeah. It's beautiful there. It's a bucket list spot for me. So I'll it's be a there. Bucket list spot. It is. Wow. It is. I'm big on Canadian bucket list spots. I have another one in BC that I've never been to. Um, Great Bear Rainforest I'm in never- Northern BC. There's apparently a rainforest the size of Ireland what? in northern bcs and they have these lodges in the wood like there's just so many great you know will there's so much great wilderness here and that's really my type of vacation i'm an i'm a camping girl yeah yeah that is crazy how like it's funny how it works like you know you saying a bucket list vacation is lake louise and here we're just like yeah it's beautiful but yeah <laughs> like, exactly. it's-, it's stunning and i'm sure once i get to vancouver i'll be totally taking for granted how gorgeous it is within a year yeah you'll get used to it and then you'll be like yeah it's nice but you know still yeah. it is what it is it's busy yeah. you know it's just like, tuesday yeah yeah it's it's crazy how that or my bucket list is like i want to do like an african safari Ooh, yes i just think it'd be so cool to kind of like you know lions and all yeah. that stuff walking i think yeah i think it'd be interesting scary but interesting yeah, it'd be amazing. Oh my god, I know Ra- any rainforest is a big one for me too. Like, um, that would be cool too. True. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One day we're all fantasizing about travel because we've been stuck for years. Stuck for years. Yeah, I haven't gone anywhere yeah. exciting anyway. No, definitely not. Gone to like small towns in Alberta for music shoots and stuff. That's it. That's- exactly. Exactly. I know. And those small things become so precious too. Yeah, exactly. Well, anything to get out of this city, I guess. Totally, totally. You live in your own city. It's nice to just leave, even if it's for a day. Totally. I I completely agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, with all that being said, what else is next for you? 
Well, everything is the last single I'm releasing from this record. So what's next will be the full full length album, which has a few unreleased songs. I'm super excited about. Um, I have one song called Gloria coming out that's got my friend Joel Byzantine playing organ. It's the only song with organ on it. And it's just like dank. Um, And I'm just really excited for the dankness. For the dankness. And, uh, Another one, I had a wonderful violin player, Jessica Deutsch, uh, probably Deutsch. Oh my God, here I go. I do, my producer is going to laugh at me because I don't know how to answer. I'm sorry, Jessica. <laughs> He's playing violin on, yeah. uh, uh, on a, a song called This Light, which was on my EP acoustic. We fleshed it out. At, her violin's amazing. Another friend of mine, Aaron Goldstein, is on a full band version of my song Ghost, which I'm re-releasing as a full band Um yeah, version. And he's got pedal steel on it. So I'm really excited for these collaborations to, to, to showcase, to showcase those when the full album comes out. Um, So that will be within the next three, four months. I imagine that will be released. So very excited. Awesome. Well, with that being said, tell everyone where they can find you on social media so they can stay tuned for it. Sure. So (laughs) I'm at Julie title title, like a book. T-I-T-L-E. On Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on TikTok, I'm on YouTube. I just started Twitch. I'm going to start Twitch. As I said, I'm adapting to the online uh, thing. So (laughs) I'm trying that out. So you can find me all those places. And thank you all so much for those of you who do connect. I appreciate it. Awesome. All right, guys, go grab her new single, Everything. And Julie, thank you so much for chatting today. Cody, so great to meet you. You as well. And uh, yeah, stay in touch. And I'm sure we'll cross paths at some point. Whether it's- Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I'm coming out west. So I'll see ya. Yeah, I go to Vancouver every now and then. I mean, Lake Louise is hit and miss, but you know. <laughs> exactly. Maybe, maybe. Amazing. Sounds good, friend. All right. Well, take care. And yeah, we'll talk soon. You too. Bye, Cody. Yeah.